Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, Good morning everyone. everyone. Good morning, everyone. And we say, Good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you that today is a good day because this is a day that you have made. You have placed us in it. You daily load us with your benefits. So we thank you, Father, that today is a blessed day. Today is a day of successful overcoming of all challenges in our lives. All those that we carry forward from the last, from the last day, from last night overnight into today. We thank you, Father, that your mercy you renew for us every morning. When we come to you with a humble heart and surrender and submit before you, then you pour your spirit, you pour your grace, you pour out your knowledge, your wisdom, the mysteries that help us overcome. You open up our understanding to receive those that we might be able to apply them. We thank you, Father, that you are doing a new thing in our lives today. And we receive that strength, we receive that grace, Lord, as we come to draw and drink from you again. To stand tall, to brave all the storms and challenges of today. And yet remain unmoved, unshaken. That house built on a rock. We thank you, Father. And as we begin our prayer and our day today, we acknowledge your presence in this prayer and this day. And we ask you to direct our thoughts, our words, our path, our prayer. We trust in you, O Lord, with all our heart and lean not on our own understanding, but on the revelation you grant us. That revelation, that truth that sets us free from a form of darkness that might be part of our lives. It's some corner. Your light that illuminates. We thank you, Father. And the peace and joy that you pour into our hearts, we share with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. We share it with Christians everywhere. With all those that do not know you and all those that do not want to know you. We share it, Lord, with all those that we are lifting up at our altar of unsaid prayer today. And with those that have no one to pray for them as we offer our faith to stand in that gap. And with that confidence, Lord, of who you are, and what we know of you, we call on your name. The name of our maker, our creator. The name of our father, who always completes every good work that he has started in us. So that even though our situation today looks like a storm, we know that it is a work in progress that he will finish. And his work only speaks perfection. We thank you, Lord. We thank you that you are the lifter of men. We call on your name the one who is high and lofty, the one who is ever faithful. The Lord of Lords, the Elohim Adonai. And we pray in the name of your son, Jesus. The one who has enriched us in all utterance and knowledge. He is our wisdom, our righteousness, our sanctification and our redemption. The way to the Father, the door that we might only enter through him. There is no other name given under heaven and on earth and under the earth by which we shall be saved. So we call on that name. And we pray in the name 
You pray in the name of your spirit, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of the living God, the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of truth, the spirit of light and life. The one who changes the times and seasons and reveals the deep and secret things, the mysteries of the Father, systems of advantage given to us. He is our comforter, our advocate, our intercessor, our counselor, our strengthener, our standby, our teacher, our friend, our father. The father of all spirits, the seal of the age to come. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with the gift of your word and your spirit. With the gift of prayer, where we can legally authorize you to step into our realm and take over our circumstances over which we do not have power or understanding to change the challenges and the storms in our lives. We thank you, Lord, that through that same mechanism of prayer, we are able to commune with you. We are able to build our relationship with you. That we can exercise our priesthood, but we can also exercise that relationship. Build our closeness to you. To know you more. To love you more. To serve you more. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with the angels with destiny helpers who help lift us up in every situation. They fill the gaps for us. Your system of backup for us, Lord, to cover all our inadequacies. We thank you, Lord, that you bless us with every spiritual gift in the heavenlies, varied kinds of anointings as well, and with every physical provision in accordance with our needs, but more importantly, in accordance with your riches. For you know all our needs, even before we can speak it. And you provide in accordance with your riches in glory through Christ Jesus. And he said, up till now, you have not asked. Ask that your joy might be made full. And you will receive it. Believe that you have received we come with that faith today, Father. And as we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak, every prayer we make, as well as every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by the precious blood of Jesus, the blood of the new and eternal covenant. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, Accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters and spiritual attacks. I command that angelic protection and I declare divine exemption by the blood of Jesus. We also herald the power in our spoken word as we proclaim your word from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11 and Ezekiel 12, 28. Where it says, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish. So that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out of my mouth today. It will not return to me empty. and None of my words will be delayed any longer. Whatever I speak will be fulfilled completely. That word shall accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. And I send it in faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the power of life on our tongue. And thank you for the discernment to choose life in every situation that we must speak. Thank you, Lord. 
Today we continue on our reflection on the passage in Luke 18, verse 18 to 25, where the rich man asked Jesus, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said, go and sell all you have and distribute the money to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. And come and follow me. Now when he said, go and sell everything, what could he have meant? And if we are able to look at it beyond the physical fact of possessions in the physical, then it has a deeper meaning. And here are a few notes or observations there. The first one is, he meant, probably meant, give up all, give up on all your attachments in this world. And be prepared to spend more time with him. In Luke 14, he says, Anyone that loves father or mother or brother or sister more than me is not worthy of me. And that's only relationships, which is one aspect of it. So the question there probably is, what attachments are you willing to give up on? They could be your hobbies. They could be other aspects of your life that we are totally rooted into in the physical life, in the fleshly life. Number two, whatever you count as wealth by the worldly standards, not necessarily money, but everything that you consider as precious and important or useful, be prepared to sell or get rid of it so that the ways of the flesh will not be a hindrance to you adopting the ways of the kingdom. The ways of the flesh suggest keep things to you and for yourself. But the ways of the kingdom say be a giver. There's a big contrast in there. When you look at Luke 6.38, he says, give so that it shall be given unto you. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God and then all these things that you desire in the physical as well shall be added unto you. And when we have that shift in our mindset, then he says you will have treasure in heaven. And I believe when we look at 6.33, Matthew 6.33, it's treasure on earth as well. All these things shall be added unto you. Number three, when talking of selling, he says, sell all you have. We must also look at buying in order to get a complete understanding of the transactions that he is referring to. And there is one other place he talks of buying. That's in Proverbs 23, verse 23. Proverbs 23, verse 23, where he says, buy the truth and do not sell it. Here he said, Sell all that you have currently. And there he says, buy the truth and do not sell it. Get wisdom and instruction and understanding. Now the word of God is the truth. Now from it comes wisdom, instruction and understanding. So if we are to look at this as our trade-off, then he means get rid of the wickedness and the worldliness 
that the world has taught you to value and to hold dearly to. And in place of it, renew your mind, buy, which means pay the price for and receive and store wisdom that comes from the truth. That is kingdom wisdom. And at no cost, under no circumstances, are you to sell it. Proverbs 23, verse 23 said, buy the truth and do not sell. So under no circumstances are you to sell or give away or part with what you gain, the wisdom that you gain from the word. Do not disconnect yourself from the word. So when he says, go and sell all you have and give the money to the poor, he's really looking at getting rid of whatever is worldly in terms of an attachment. And then when you get rid of that, there is something you will stand to gain that you can use as currency. The ways of the Lord, his righteousness, his wisdom. That is what you will share starting with your own testimony with others and then going on to share the gospel that has produced that testimony with others. Share that with the poor, he says. That is those who do not have the message. Because now when you have this treasure in heaven, it is that richness that you are sharing with those that do not have it. So when Jesus said, go and sell all that you have, he wasn't talking about money. That is what I believe. He wasn't talking, he was actually talking about renouncing self, renouncing pride, iniquity, all the ways of sin that we have learned by following worldly patterns. All those things that we hold dear unto us. For example, our public image, the way we look, our habits, our cravings, especially a desire for money, but there are other cravings as well. Fame could be one of them. Recognition, self-indulgence, pride, ego, and that list can keep going. All the things that we do not easily give up on when we think in a fleshly way. And in fact, we defend their presence, especially pride. We defend it with all that we have. No sooner does someone point a finger, all our shields are up. We've got an answer back for them immediately. Now what is he saying? He's just saying instead, take on poverty. Poverty in the spirit, riding, sorry, ridding ourselves of these habits and of arrogance. We saw that yesterday when we reflected on the Beatitudes, Matthew 5. We said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. You are ridding yourselves of those habits and of arrogance to take on humility, take on meekness and to take on love. Following a moral sense of righteousness and being teachable, that's meekness. ready to accept our mistakes and to repent and then learn God's ways. That's meekness. 
that's humility as well. He said, then you will have treasure in heaven. Then you will treat as valuable all that you find in the wisdom of the word. And you will value it more than anything that is earthly and materialistic. I hope that is making sense. When you find that wisdom in the word and it becomes so precious that you are willing to part with anything and everything else just to stick with Jesus, to stick with what you are gaining from his word. And when that becomes so dear to you in your eyes, that is what makes it your treasure. And now you are comparing this treasure with all the other treasures, the attachments that you have had from the fleshly perspective. And this is what Jesus talks about in Matthew 6, verse 19 to 21, when he gives a comparison. And he says, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth. And this, these verses were also posted in our chat yesterday. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. And now in the light of these verses, oh, sorry, let me continue the next verse there as well, where he goes on to say, for where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. So do not store up treasure on earth, store up treasures in heaven, which cannot be destroyed, cannot be stolen. Where your heart is, where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. Are we seeing what he really meant by heart will also be means attachment. That's where your connectivity is. What are we holding on to dearly for life? And when you actually look at this now, you compare this with John 10.10 10, where he says the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. Here he's telling you what can be stolen. Treasures on earth. But he said, I came that you may have life. That's treasures in heaven. That life which cannot be stolen. He says, what the Father has given in my hand that no one can take away from me. So where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. Tells us directly where our focus should be. It's not on materialistic things, but to be spiritually inclined in your heart. To be willing to go through the process of renewal of mind. And then he says, come and follow me. Be my disciple. When we seek that, when our value systems are changed, then he says, all these things shall be added unto you and they will not distract you in any way. They cannot affect you. For your, your plane of reference is different. Your benchmarks, your goals, your targets are different. They are no longer the same fleshly, materialistic. Your attitude is different. You are no longer the one that thinks, I, me, mine. This is mine. You become the giver that he is.
we take on his nature. And that's one of the primary purposes in teaching us to tithe as well, to be givers. It is not about a tax system. It is about teaching us how to be managing resources and yet not being overcome by them or overwhelmed by them that we forget our value systems and we become morally corrupt because of those fleshly possessions. To be willing to go through that process of renewal of mind. And that is what his discipleship is all about. He said, you will have treasure in heaven and then come follow me. So the questions for us to ponder on are, the first one, am I willing and am I ready to walk on this journey with Jesus? Knowing that it could be hard, but will eventually get me into the kingdom. Remember the rich man said, good master, what must I do to inherit or to enter into eternal life? Am I willing to take that journey? He didn't say trouble will not come, but he said, I will be with you all along the way. Number two, what is it that I have been holding on to and not letting go? Where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. And that's a big factor in here for us to recall and, re and uh, reflect on. And this will be different for different people. For some, it is TV or social media. For others, it's alcohol. Yet for others, it could be some other worldly habit. It could be pride. For someone else, it could be foul language. It could be gossip or something similar. For someone else, it could be anger. What is it? What is that one thing that keeps poking its head up again and again? And in many cases, we know it. We recognize it as a mistake. We repent for it. And yet, it keeps showing up again. To keep you busy, to keep you prayerless, or to keep you under bondage. Are you ready to make a decision to give it up? Is that habit your treasure? And is that where your heart is? Think about your treasure. What have you been holding on to? And not letting go to make space for Jesus to occupy. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that as we, each of us, make that personal reflection on our own attachments in this life, on our own treasures, and what really preoccupies our heart, our thoughts, reveal to us, Father. All that must be stripped away from there. To be replaced with thoughts of your kingdom, your ways to follow your systems, knowing that those systems are superior, knowing that all of this is still part of that system, but is made available to us when we build the right attitude and we build that understanding of what is a better way that is far above our ways, so that it can no longer corrupt us to think evil when we are confronted with those resources. To think selfish, to think pride, to think sinful. 
but rather to think in your ways, to think kingdom ways, to think of being a giver, to think of spreading your love, to think of carrying the gospel, to think of loving our neighbor as ourselves. We ask for that edification in our spirit today, Lord, and we receive the grace to help us let it go. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease. For all those that are hospitalized, will undergo any kind of procedures today. We pray for all families that are facing division, separation. For all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds, especially that of prayerlessness, busyness, ignorance of your ways and poverty. We pray for our own personal needs, those of our families and our friends, especially those that are not yet saved. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And as we release our faith in our prayer, making this a prayer of agreement with each other in the spirit, we believe that we have received God. We believe that this prayer is an answered prayer in the name of Jesus. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Sarakala, <laughs> 
Rest, Ah, 
Scripture that's been put on my heart this morning is from Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have a scripture that has been shared in the chat. This is from 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8, quoted from the New Living Translation, where it is written, And now the prize awaits me, the crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on the day of his return. And the prize is not just for me, but for all who eagerly look forward to his appearing. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these morning encounters, Brother Savio's powerful daily reflections that he shares on all our social media channels, our daily Divine Mercy and Rosary sessions and our Friday Bible teaching sessions, please share links for Zoom and YouTube with friends and family. Invite them to join us for these live sessions. Let them receive the same blessing that you are getting as well. Alternatively, if they can't make the live sessions, you can point them to the recordings that are available on our YouTube page, on our Spotify podcast page, as well as on our Facebook page. And at the mercy and the grace, oh, sorry, the, also a reminder about our Bible study session for tomorrow. This is the eighth part, eighth part in our series on living by faith and not by emotions, where we continue to learn on how to deal with emotions, how to take authority over emotions. And finally, how to master emotions with joy and peace. And in this series, it is helping us learn how to master emotions rather than have emotions govern our lives. So we have shared links on Facebook and YouTube. I'll share it again on our Telegram group this morning. Please share that message and invite others to join us on Friday.
And this Friday's session will be run in person at St. Dimpna's Church in Aspley, north of Brisbane. All those that are in or around Brisbane at the time are welcome to join us for a live fellowship, uh, praise and worship, and to attend the teaching there in person. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank you, Russell. God bless Thank you, everyone. Russell. God bless everyone.